2: Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product.
1: Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.
2: From roommates to co-hosts, this is The Back Check with Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner, your go-to destination for New York hockey and NHL news. And now it's time to drop the ball. Here are your hosts, Brendan Azov and Stefan Rosner.
0: Welcome to the Backcheck. Oh my god, that sequel, that little preview there is going to... Show you what we're doing this episode, just absolutely destroying ESPN. But before we get into all that stuff, welcome to episode 43 of the Back Check. Brendan and Stefan here, and Stefan, take it away. I know you got something to tell us.
1: You ever, you know, go back to school? You're studying for a test, right? And you realize about halfway through studying, you go, "You know what? I don't have to study anymore. I I got this. I'm gonna nail this." Day the test comes, whatever it be the next morning or whatever. You go to take the test and realize, ah, oh, crap! I should have studied more. Yeah, that was Chris Fowler on ESPN too <laughs> last night because I'm sorry. Flashcards. All you need is flashcards with the name, pronunciation, the team, what state they're from, what city they play in. You're golden. It's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's the NHL names are crazy. There's teams all over the place, but my God, was he unprepared? And again, whose fault is it? Is it ESPN's fault for putting a college football an- uh, analyst on? I don't know. Quite frankly, I'm not a football guy or college football guy. Excuse me. I know who that was, and for ESPN, your first real sh- test for hockey, you probably should have found someone who really knew the sport of hockey to do it. I know there's a bunch of guys there that have been there that love hockey, whether they cover it or not. Probably had more, you know, knowledge that you know the Florida Panthers' the team, not the Carolina Panthers, or you know Philadelphia's team is the Flyers, and New York's team or New York City, whatever he said. It's you know,
0: Islanders there's three right. New York teams. <laughs> That's not even not knowing hockey. That's just a lack of geography.
1: Yeah, but you would think that for a big moment, which was destroyed by Sir Volley because he just destroyed their Expanded draft show in a matter of two and a half hours where we knew the entire Skettle Kraken team besides Eisenman, what a, what a guy that he was able to do that. And we'll get more into Eiserman and what he did today because, God, the man's had three felonies already for highway robbery. It's just crazy, but the lack of preparation and the way it went... It was real tough to watch.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. And before we get any further, we have a special guest joining us later in this episode, Gannon Laroque, defenseman for the Victoria Royals. He will be coming on the show. Victoria is in the WHL. He is uh, going to be selected, hopefully, in this draft, probably around the 200th pick, so later on. Um, but he has really risen on draft boards over the last couple of weeks especially and over the last season definitely he wasn't drafted in the whl as a bantam and now all of a sudden he's on board so you could just tell the rise he's had so that's a great interview so you're going to want to stick around for that but getting back to what you were just talking about yeah one frank cerevali destroyed the moment with just absolute (laughs) insider info the most the closest thing to adrian Wajanowski that we've had um in the nhl in a long time but we all tuned in to watch the draft anyway because we were hoping to see some side deals, which just never came to fruition. We watched Kevin Weeks go all over the Seattle marketplace. We watched JT Brown catch a fish from Dominic Moore. We watched Sean Kemp Butcher, Jonas Donskoy's name.
1: Jonas Donskoy.
0: Jonas Donskoy. Macklemore, that looked like his uh, stunt double. I I didn't even think that was Macklemore compared to what I saw in the first shop.
1: You beat me to the joke. I well, I,
0: I beat you to the joke because I I was watching it with my sister. And my sister was looking and she goes, is that Macklemore? And he was wearing like a Gucci belt. And I was like, yeah, I don't think he got that from the thrift shop. And I just I saw myself out. But at the same time, I couldn't resist.
1: That's no, it's fine. They made a joke on... I mean, he was great. He hyped the crowd up. Uh, Marshawn Lynch with the play of the night by not trying to pronounce Young Krox last he name. He
0: almost dropped the F-bomb Dude, right on TV. How
1: bad would that have been for ESPN? There's I loved it. There's a reason Lynch doesn't talk to the media. There's a reason he doesn't yeah. do it. And he should... I mean, Kevin Weeks is great. Like, first off, he should have been hosting this. There was no reason he should not have been because he's one of the best analysts in our game. And yes, he's a goalie, but he could break down everything from coach's decision to pl- offense defense he's a student of the game he killed it on angel network he now joins espn funny true story I, when i worked in angel network as an intern i held the door for him one day very tall man was not expecting that i knew he was tall but i mean i'm short i was like oh hello and i opened the door <laughs> and gave him like the head nod and I, I almost fell over but um no it was just it just they botched it they really just did and the, 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 the scally was great uh, I know a few, uh, the guy on the – Kyle Lewis on Seattle got some easy names to pronounce. Wagner on the um, – oh, my God, Seahawks. He pronounced yep. – he got easy names as well. They just gave those other two, the basketball stars, just the the hardest name, <laughs> names to pronounce. And, you know, it is what it is. Hockey's is not an easy, name, uh, easy thing to pronounce. You would think they would have, you know, told them who it was before they drafted, like 20 minutes or t- – backstage, hey, here's this. First off, on the card, we don't see the card. I, unless they flipped around, they did some cool stuff with, like, an octopus doing it. and a, But yeah. they could have wrote, written the way to pronounce it.
0: Yeah, like, I didn't I didn't get that either. Especially if, if you know. So if, like, Fowler and Dom Moore, like, you could talk about Fowler all you want and how he did a bad job. And Chris Fowler is a great host, but he obviously doesn't know hockey. No. So ESPN should have known that. But even if he doesn't know hockey, right, he's a guy that's worked on TV. So they know what to do to prep. They all had the pronunciations down. Right. If he was reading a name, he got it. But for these guys who are not TV personalities, who are former NBA players or current NFL players or Marshawn Lynch. Right. If Marshawn Lynch sees Cali Yarncrow, he's not going to get that right. Unless you know who Cali Yarn Croak is, or you are familiar with the game of hockey, you're not getting that right. Especially if you're American, Also, Americans do not do anything when it comes to foreign types of names or words. Okay, so they could have definitely just wrote out Yarn Y A R N dash Croak, right? I just All of don't, a sudden he I gets it.
1: I just don't get it. Again, this was this was this was like I don't even know how to. Like, you're you're getting ready for your final presentation in school. You need uh. A C, a C plus to pass the class and graduate. We went to school. There's so many kids that we had that were that were friends with that just needed that one that one passing grade and they were moving on. ESPN already has a bad rep for how they were going to handle hockey. People got a little bit excited when they saw the people that they were bringing in to do it. Great, you know, after the bad that they had with all the information being released, they needed to hit this out of the park. And instead, they struck out because they focused on launch angle. I mean, that's that that's what you look at. They yep. they struck out with the bases loaded, two outs down by three runs, looking for the grandson. It was it was, it was it abysmal was to watch. I know some somebody tweeted out, biggest uh, waste of 90 minutes of all time. And I'm a soccer guy, but I just thought it would be funny to say, have like, you ever watched a soccer game? I know that's something you would say, Brendan, because you can't stand watching soccer. I get it. Okay. You don't know how they don't score on those big nets. It is what it is. But we thought today would be better. We really thought today would be better, but it turns <laughs> out Francis didn't make a single side deal. When we say side deal, it's... We will not take this player if you give us X and Y. Not trades where they were going to flip. We saw that Tyler like flipped to Calgary, but there was 10 side trades, like I just mentioned, in the Vegas draft. You would, after seeing who Seattle took from certain teams, going, who the heck is that? And these are for hockey fans going, who the heck is that? You would throw in the back of your head, oh, well, they just, you know, we're taking him, they're going to give them probably, probably a couple of players, maybe some draft picks, so they don't take a big guy. Nothing nothing. And then you look at this roster and go, well, they have 20 something million dollars in cap space. They'll be okay. Great back end. Don't get me wrong. Probably a top 10 defense right now in hockey. But oof. I mean, Jordan Eberle gets taken from the Islanders. He's probably their best player. And that's not the, That's not a knock on Jordan Eberle, but you saw people that were available in this draft. We talked about Tarasenko. Clearly, they saw that the worth of taking him and flipping him wasn't there, which again, you hear it from his agent. He's a hundred percent healthy. Again, wh- is the agent not going to say he's 100% healthy? If the medical records, which could be falsified, could be not. I'm not assuming anything, but if you have three shoulder surgeries, yes, you might be 100% healthy to the ability that you can be, but no one is 100% healthy. I'd rather than ninety five. I, I and said 95. Because we know for a fact with injuries, you're never 100% healthy after one shoulder surgery. You can get back to full strength, but you're probably going to take a little step back after three. And then you're hearing talks that he might go back to St. Louis no shot there's no shot first off he was so angry at st louis for the way he was handled why it's like saying eichel's going back to buffalo i that's i would li- put that in the same thing there's no chance and if that does happen i'll leave and i'll quit but like i just don't see why would he go back to st louis after bashing the organization it doesn't it's make not any going sense.
0: back he hasn't left
1: no but yes but i'm saying though is they could find a trade partner like first off if to me if he plays a game this year I think his value goes lower than it is now Because in the off chance he gets hit Or he shows to be not the same Again, he could be amazing this year And get back to it And then you could trade him at the deadline If you wanted to I just that Being in the locker room now After, you know The conversations you had with the team And the way you handled it It's not a great look to keep him on the roster If you can get rid of him You, sh- you probably should I know the Flyers are being linked God help me
0: why though? He's not that good anymore.
1: But we don't know. He's played what thirty or something games. He's over not the last that couple good anymore. I, I don't...
0: It's it's the same thing as Kyrie Price. Kyrie Price is not that good anymore. There's a reason that both these guys did not get selected by the Seattle Kraken. Okay, so first, before we go further, those jerseys were beautiful,
1: gorgeous, gorgeous. I, I love those, those jerseys. Honestly, can can we talk about something before we we get to that? Because you know, I, obviously when we were hockey fans, the dark jersey was home, white jersey away, All alternates were worn at home. And obviously I know back in the day it was whites are home, um, the colorful jerseys are away. That way when you went to visiting um, arenas, those fans could see your colors, your team colors. Love that aspect. We should bring that back because as much as I love the white jerseys and want to see them worn when I go to see them play if they come... You want to see the colors, you know, Seattle's colors on the road. They could wear the white at home. It's just a clean look at home, I feel like, is the best thing. I think we should get back to that. But, again, I don't work in the NHL department. They're not going to listen to me. They'll listen to, you know, Richards, the guy from yeah, TikTok. I might probably. be
0: in the minority in this, but I don't care. No. I, I mean, at the like, end of the day, I'm not going to not watch I'm games. watching the game for what no, happens. That's fair. If, if you're wearing, like, I love the Rangers' blue jerseys. I think that the Rangers' white jerseys are nice, but the blue ones pop. And I'd rather see the blue, so I've never been somebody who's against it. But at the same time, I I don't need to see either jersey on the ice. I just want to watch you win a game. So that's always been my thing. And then Apparently the Rangers are opening up in Washington. Oh, boy. Nice. Oh, Hopefully right. Lunkus gets the start.
1: Yeah, if he's back. Oh, I would love to see that. That'd be crazy.
0: You, you see the Georgiev thing?
1: But the picture where oh no I didn't see
0: that no the, the, that was a separate <laughs> one where they tweeted out a picture of Sterkin and Buchnevich amidst the Buchnevich trade rumors yeah that that's a tough look but he hasn't gotten traded nothing nobody's gotten traded yet really besides Nedeljkovic which we'll go into in a second but Georgiev told the Rangers apparently that he wants to start somewhere and he wants a new home see, Um uh, go Toronto? to Buffalo go start in Buffalo right because that guy's not a starting goaltender in this league I know that I'm being a little critical here. But based on the numbers that I've seen over the last two seasons, there's too much inconsistency as his game to be a starting netminder in this league. But please, find a team for him. Get a second-round pick for him. Sign a veteran backup, Henrik <laughs> Lundquist, And then bring him in. Have Keith Kincaid be the 2A and Lundquist be the 2B or whatever it is. And let's get rid of that $2.5 million in cap. let Chester can officially be your number one. And...
1: Well, you've talked about this for a while, that why not him going to Toronto? Here, yeah, it would be a great fit. He'll face a ton of shots and improve because they don't play defense there. And um, yeah, so I don't that's great that he wants to leave. If we could go to the what happened with the picture, you spoke yesterday where you said Blackwell, don't get on the plane, we'll see you tomorrow. I'm not calling you out at all. I'm just saying were you, were you are you guys still expecting Ranger wise that he's back with the Rangers or you think that's done actually?
0: It's tough. That's all I can say, we, it's tough. I mean we spoke I, I don't it. know anything right now. Yeah. Because I fully expect the trades to be made today. Nothing happened. I fully expected either Stromer Buchanovich's name to be mentioned today, didn't happen. I fully expected Blackwell to be kept over Rooney, didn't happen. I fully expected the Kraken and Ron Francis, who drafted Godier to select Godier. didn't happen. So I I will plead the fifth on anything right now.
1: You know what would be weird is you know Giordano came out on the on the stage yesterday. If they had a plan in place to flip him, I don't know if they would have let him come on the Correct. stage. Correct. So now, by
0: the they, way, they, they had a really City weird Mike? variety Excuse of, group. well, that too, but a weird variety of like players come out there. So Dreger made sense.
1: Yeah, he's your stage. Okay, goal they signed probably him. Probably they knew it.
0: Alexiak made sense because they signed him. Larson would have made sense, but Eberly, no one really knew that Eberly was going to be the pick until the day of, right? Everyone was like, it's leaning Eberle, but Bailey seems like they're interested in him. You had said it was going to be Eberle, but they were still up to, like, in the air, would they actually pick him? And then Sara Volley tweets it out that they officially did. But you didn't expect him to be there. Giordano's name is in all these rumors that are circulating. You don't expect him to be there, right? Brandon Tanev, I I guess, like, he knew he was picked earlier. But it, uh, to me, like, Giordano and Everly being there was very strange in my mind with everything that happened.
1: First off, who spells Hayden without a letter in between the last two letters? I because I saw that in an article on NHL.com, and um, I was like, oh, that's a typo. What happens? H a y d, H a y d n n. yep. What? That's not right. That can't be. I know how my name is spelled, and it's really messed up. Thanks, Mom and Dad. But... That's like spelling my name S T E F N.
0: I probably would have gotten your name right the first probably. time it was spelled that but way. I
1: I've never seen that, and that's not like sometimes if you go overseas in Europe, those names are spelled with you know no vowels. But first off, two brothers playing with each other—that's going to be pretty cool.
0: Uh, uh, do you think they're a pair? Do you think that's oh, their that third pair?
1: Be, I don't know if they're a pair, but that, you know it's funny. They, flurries just love to be taken in expansion drafts
0: they do yeah they but, do it's uh, not an expansion draft without a pair, flurry
1: i'm trying to think back and obviously the Sedin's are probably the the ones that have played together most recent brothers to play with one another oh no jordan and eric uh jordan and eric played on carolina for what a year and then he was shipped to the rangers
0: no well, Eric. i think I'm it sorry. was longer than a year
1: I don't know. I, I'm just trying to think. There were two brothers being on the same pairing. I know probably...
0: that the then the Bens play together. It wasn't Jordy Ben in uh, Dallas with yes. Jamie?
1: Yes. I yeah. But you're right. It's always fun though. I mean, remember League. I used to play NHL 04. Bobby Holy had like three brothers or two brothers. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. He so had brothers though.
0: When you look at the Kraken team, though, right? You got Giordano. You got Alexiak. You got Larson. You got Vince Dunn. You got Susie. You got Lausanne. So, that's six. Uh, I think from, Hayden Flurry. The, the guy
1: from Detroit.
0: Did they take Stutcher? No. Oh, no, they didn't take Stutcher. What the hell did they do?
1: Something like that.
0: To, yeah, to but win. he's not going to play over Lausanne or the Flurries.
1: There were so many weird picks with no side deals. I mean, we can't go through all of them, but we spoke on the Beyond the Boards um, podcast. We had our little draft. Clearly, it didn't go the way we had. We had a few picks that actually went went right, but, again, that was a team effort. But we thought for sure Minnesota was losing Capo Kakanen. For sure. So I'm a little confused they took Susie when, you know it just looked like he was like they I took, can't
0: tell you what they did.
1: They took DeCord from Ottawa, which I know he came in for what, a couple of games, and then he tore his ACL or something like that. that was a brutal injury to watch. Suck to him for him, but I mean you had the I don't I don't there was a lot of picks where again, your mind went right to Side Tree. There has to be side trees. They wouldn't have picked X, Y, and Z. Look at like who they took from um, the Flyers. Can't even tell you who that was. And then you see today that Gothis is traded to Arizona. If I'm Seattle, you didn't have to be cap-compliant yesterday. I'm pretty sure during the draft, you don't have to be cap-compliant. If you knew that Gothis Bear was going to be traded today, why not? They didn't protect him, correct?
0: I don't believe so. So
1: if they didn't protect him and knowing that he was probably going to get dealt, why wouldn't Seattle just take him and then use him as trade bait to get a couple of picks or a pick or whatever? Why like, if you knew that that player was going to get moved because everybody knew Bear was not staying on the Flyers. Again, Tarasun was a little different because you don't know. They might have kept him. You don't know. But if you knew that a player was going to be traded, why not steal... You had the ab- the power to steal an asset. Steal an asset and flip him for picks with ease. You knew that they probably had a deal in place to Arizona. People talk. I guarantee Ron Francis had an idea. Why not say Flyers, I'm going to take him from you. I'm going to flip him and I'm going to profit off your asset. Like, it just seemed like a common sense thing to do. You you just saw that and go, okay, weird. They just flipped that player. Seattle could have done that and gotten those picks back. Like why why didn't? they? I would love. Obviously, Francis will never know his mindset. I know he wanted. I know we said that salary cap and having that luxury was rather important. Clearly, vague they did a little bit different than Vegas. They went with a lot of young guys, unproven guys. You looked at you know their AHL roster. A bunch of those players hadn't really played in the NHL at all. It's just interesting interesting the route they went, given how successful Vegas was. Now, the reason there wasn't side trades might not be Francis. It could be other other NHL teams realized how it went. But for some teams, you would think in order for certain players not to be moved, there would have to be trades involved. And there wasn't. And it's just mind-boggling.
0: It's almost like all the talk before the expansion draft, like for the last three months leading up to it, was that Seattle was not going to be able to accomplish what Vegas did. Right, Vegas was able to make those deals. Vegas was able to take the players they wanted. And now other NHL GMs are going to be wary of that, and they're not going to let that happen again. And it's almost like Ron Francis took that to heart yeah. and ensured that it didn't happen again. And it's not like he didn't have the ability to make that exact same thing that happened with Vegas happen again. And he just he dropped the ball, at least at this point. And there was not one side trade made, which is just mind-boggling considering it's an expansion draft. And there was nothing that really happened after 1 p.m. today besides the Pitlick trade. So it's just – I'm not entirely sure what his plan is, but I'm sure we're going to see it. He's got $30 in cap space to sign some UFAs if he goes that route. But they did just announce the opening uh, schedule if you want to talk about that real quick.
1: Well, be, I, I didn't look at exactly when the scene starts. Obviously, we're doing the show, and I'm really bad at multitasking. I know I reported that the Islanders were going to open their first home game would be November 20th against the Flames. I did report that. I think I got it first. I'm getting a lot of credit right now. My phone's blowing up, so that's always that was fun. I didn't look and see. I know, you know, is UBS ready? Well, UBS Arena doesn't have to be completely ready for them to play in it. It's happened before where the arena's not completely done. It's not a safety violation. Like, obviously, if it's safe for fans, they'll be there. I know the Islanders are going on a, a West Coast trip. It's going to be a month probably until they return home. Again, I didn't look at the schedule just yet. I'm assuming West Coast trip, Central Coast games, they'll come back, they'll play Devils a couple of times, Rangers. I know they said about the schedule they're going to have series again. It's not going to be not going to be probably as crazy as it was last year. But yeah, so I mean, it's going to be big for the Islanders because you're going to have to test yourself how good you are on the road against a West, West Coast teams and Central Coast teams aren't easy. It's a different style of hockey. Now, if the Islanders can return home and open up UBS on the right foot already having a solid record great if they're in a hole coming home could be tough i mean we talk about it every year starts of the season are equally as important to the end because those points you don't get in the start could really hurt you at the end especially with a grueling season it's an 82 game season for the first time in two years so your your mental toughness physical toughness is going to be tested so if you can get points early in the year it's going to be more important i think now after coming off two years that we haven't had a full schedule than ever before
2: yeah
0: definitely so Uh, In typical NHL fashion, they drop the ball right off the gate. And on Tuesday, October 12th, which is the first day of the 2021 NHL regular season, it's Tampa Bay at home with their cup ceremony playing Pittsburgh. Why that's not the Florida Panthers, mind-boggling to me. Uh, But Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay is the first game of the 2021-22 season. The second game that same night is Seattle against Vegas, which is going to be a fun one. Um, Hopefully Seattle has a team at that point that can be a little bit more competitive, but either way it's opening night. I believe it's in Vegas. So we have that uh, to look forward to. And then on Wednesday, October 13th, we have the Canadians versus the Maple Leafs, the Mm. Blackhawks versus the Avalanche, the Rangers versus the Capitals and the Canucks against the Oilers. So first two nights look like a good slate of games um, and the countdown starts to the next season. Yeah, so
1: the Islanders give you a couple of games to start. It's gonna not be a road trip to start, but they'll they'll head out there. So I'll give you a few of them. All on the road, obviously. Thursday, October fourteenth against the hurricanes. That's game one of the year. Saturday, I'm not gonna give you all the dates. Saturday, Panthers, that Tuesday, they go Blackhawks, Thursday, Blue Jackets, the next Saturday Coyotes, you got Golden Knights, Predators, Canadians, Jets, Wilds. So they're gonna play a mixture of those West Coast, Central Coast teams, and they'll play locally to you, Devils. They meet the Lightning uh, November fifteenth, that's a Monday. That's away as well. And then they're home. One more game against the Panthers, so they play both Florida teams. Makes sense. And they're home against the Flames on the 20th. They're home against the Maple Leafs on the 21st. And they're home against the Rangers on the 24th. That's a Wednesday. Hopefully some of those games will be on national television. I think the Islanders have proven over the last couple of years that they might deserve some national televised games. They don't really get that a lot. But they do play the Rangers, though, Brendan. November 24th at home, November 28th. Yep away i'm looking through to see when they play again seattle january 4th they're in seattle the islanders So that's one to keep keep track of They host the seattle on january 29th let's see where's more of these ranger games friday april 1st Well, wow, it's a nice long break against the rangers they're away do they play them again and thursday april 21st at home against the Rangers. the islanders do end their season of course against the lightning on april 28th
0: so we got to look into getting tickets to that first oh, yeah. Rangers game at UBS. Oh, yeah. And if you're going, check out the back check there. Cause me and Stefan will definitely be there, but TNT NHL doubleheader just got tweeted out on bleacher report. So we're, we're seeing some things here. Like this is growth of hockey. Now the first NHL doubleheader of the year on TNT is October 13th. Blackhawks avalanche Rangers capital should be fun. And that's from Bleacher report. Like their main account, and espn had the schedule release happen today or it is happening on sports center so regardless of how much you want to chirp espn for what they uh did or lack of what they did uh during the expansion draft show yeah this is still eyeballs on the game and i'm really excited i know people are talking espn espn but i'm truly excited for nhl on tnt because of what they did with the NBA on TNT program. And if it's the same so producers, funny. it's going to be good.
1: Make it the same people. How funny would that be? You have I Shaq mean, on there talking hockey, it'd be hysterical.
0: <laughs> that guy doesn't know a, a puck from a chocolate bar, but I think that what we should enjoy is, you know, just eyeballs on the game. Hockey fans are really clicky, right? They, they don't like outside things, but – If you want to see this game grow and you want to stop paying $175 to sit in the 400s of your arena and you want to see more profit, then more people have to start watching. So you're going to go.
1: It's on hockey fans. It's on ESPN to spread it to other sports. But at the same time, you know, if hockey fans don't tune in and watch those games, it's not helping anyone's case. Again, we need to see growth. Hopefully with the TV deals, that shows that there's belief in the growth and Bettman's talked about it all. Kudos to Bettman for taking booze as per usual. I think, you know, I think he loves it. I think he relishes the booze. Because if you get booed a lot, that means people pay attention to what you say. They don't like you, but they pay attention to what you say and they don't like what you say. But again, negative attention is still attention. Everybody knows that. We've all been victim of, of spreading news that's wrong or false or not a fan favorite, yet everyone retweets it, shares it, likes it, articles happens all the time. And you wonder, you know, why are you retweeting that if you hate that article? You just gave that. First I you probably just paid that guy. So thanks a lot to you. Sure. Appreciate that. But you just shared his fake news. So regardless if you like it or not, you probably just showed it to 20, 30, 40, depending on how you're maybe thousands at a time to other people. But, you know, hockey, it's going to be a big test for TNT this year. You got to see what works. Hopefully there's great games on the, like, Islander Ranger game. That's a perfect rivalries. I know they got rid of runs in that rivalry. Don't know why they did that. I think... It just makes sense because that's how you get the big games and people to tune in. Maybe they could bring that back because they have Wednesday night hockey instead of Wednesday night rivalry. I again, I don't know. I don't know why they ever got rid of that. I can't say the views were down because their rivalry games, if anything, the views would be up. But I'm not the one behind the screen making all those decisions.
0: Yeah, I'm just excited for hockey to get back. It's been too long now. We're like uh, like like at the year. point. Yeah, we're at the point where it's been too long. So it's time to get hockey back on TV and. There's a lot more anticipation, at least from the Rangers' perspective, this upcoming season than there has been the last two or three. Uh, we we know that the Rangers at, at this point are going to be contenders for a playoff spot. I'm not going to say cup contenders because I think that's still far off unless they make some moves, but oh, based Goudreau, on what Goudreau they've didn't done.
1: didn't do it for you?
0: Goudreau does help a lot, a lot more than people think. It's a need. Um, so if the Islanders have their fourth line and how important that is, the Rangers are going to have to start to build their own at least in some way, shape, or form. They're actually looking at Jordan Martinuk. I uh, okay. saw that on social media today. So a uh, Rooney, Martinuk, and Goudreau fourth line is pretty damn good. Rooney is, is undervalued, I think, a little bit in this league. Martinuk, we know what he could bring leadership-wise and, and to the table. And then you have a, a good banger in, in Goudreau who just was a – I think – what what did, uh, uh what did John Cooper call him? He said you can't have like all sports cars. You need to have one something. I don't know. It was a high compliment and some type of analogy term, but he's a good player, and we already know the skill that they have. So Do you like we'll the contract. No.
1: Yeah, it's not a good one. I, I mean, I don't like the breakdown either. This is yuck.
0: The the breakdown was was worse. Yeah. So three and three point six, I'm fine with. It's whatever. The six years, I wasn't too thrilled with. The two, three, and four years of the contract being the heaviest paid, I wasn't thrilled with either. But I will say that after probably year three or year four, he won't be a Ranger.
1: They'll buy him at the deadline.
0: Correct. So I, I'm not going to sit here and cry over it because it is a need. And out of all the fourth liners that are available right now, he yeah. was probably the most versatile.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look you look at Tampa, you knew they were going to lose people. Unfortunately, they lose Yanni Gord, which I mean, you can't protect everyone. He's such a good player. I'd probably put him second behind Everly of He might be one of their most important players next season. You know, you talk about a player like like a Marchisault so that came over, or Carlson that came over to Vegas. Those are those were solid NHL players that just took off. I know we know Yanni Gord's better, you know, if more minutes he'll be unreal, but I see him as one of those guys that holy crap could take off with Seattle and be like that. That game changer player where you drafted him, thinking he'd be so and so, and oh my god, he's that much better. Now, obviously, he's got to be consistent and he plays a hard style of game, which could lead to injuries and whatnot. But you'll, I mean, we, we spoke, we'll speak to Gannon, we'll throw it to the interview shortly. But Gannon talked about his mental toughness, physicality, grinder. He just puts the work in, and every NHL player, of course, does that. But some players you watch play and you could tell wow, they really do put that extra work in. They're willing to do whatever it takes. And again, when you win Stanley Cups, most players on that roster are willing to do whatever it takes. We talk about Kalorn blocking a Weber shot. We'll get to Weber, who probably will never play again. But I mean, before we do anything, I think we have to get to this Detroit trade because I don't know what the heck is going on in Carolina. And Steve Eiserman said, we see what's going on in Carolina. We're going to steal him from you before you could think again because clearly you're not using any brain cells because Detroit Red Wings acquire goaltender Alex Nedeljkovic. Wow, I botched that. Nedeljkovic.
0: Nedeljkovic. Same thing,
1: yeah. My boy Alex from the Carolina Hurricanes in exchange for goaltender Jonathan Bernier and a third-round pick in 2021 NHL draft. I knew I was going to botch that. I read. I know the. I know who that is. I, yes, he was up for. He was up for Calder. He didn't win it, of course, but he had a great season and for Carolina, who had him for a while, developed him and. Apparently he was asking for three, three and a half million, and they said we'll give you one and a half. And Ismerman said, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna make this trade right now." And then he's gonna agree to—I I don't even know what he agreed to. He was, a three
0: million dollar a year contract yeah,
1: with Detroit, which is great. Ismerman's been great since he stepped over in Detroit, and you wonder what, Carolina's been waiting for a goaltender, like a legitimate number one who's gonna take it and run with it because they've had uh, Mrazek, they had Ryan, they tonight. like Mrazek, I uh, clearly. <laughs> because they let our boy Alex go and it's but it's interesting because you look at this trade and they didn't get much in the return and Bernier's a UFA. So there's a chance that you don't even keep him.
0: Well, Bernier has been on a abysmal Detroit team. But he's, he's also been, been good. good. That's what I'm saying. So they're I think they're bargaining right now and, and banking on the fact that he's going to sign cheap, cheaper than the three and a half that Nadelkovic asked for and be a one two tandem with Morazic, which We'll be pretty dang good.
1: I know, but, I mean, this guy Alex just played. I know he let up some softies.
0: He played well. He played very well. But one season. goalies are hard to, to gauge over the course of a long haul. We spoke and... to Barry.
1: Uh, we didn't speak to Barry Trotz, I wish. But Barry Trotz spoke after Sorokin was getting all this talk about how good he was. He said when he's looking at a goaltender, he has to see 100 NHL starts. Then he can determine, sure. determine how good he is, and it's all about longevity in the NHL. And that's, he's completely right, and no one's going to question it. It's Barry Trotz, for Christ's sake. hes He's been around a while. So obviously, Alex didn't play 100 games yet, so it's interesting to see what he does with Detroit. Because you look at Thomas Grice, solid backup. We saw him on the island. He was great for the Islanders. Playing behind such a young defense, you're going to face shots every game. And it's going to show, really, how good you are and how you could take your game to the next level. But it's also tough to gauge because, like you said, you know Bernier just looking on the surface wow how many losses did he have his stats are pretty good and then you have to think okay even if his stats weren't great look at the team in front of him and then you evaluate him and then Djokovic can come in there I got it right and um, he plays well and he has a let's say he plays well and he plays beyond well he plays great and in a couple of years he's the key number one there and Detroit turns that franchise around and it's you know sing kumbaya and Carolina and let's say Bernier doesn't pan out mrazic Bernie tandem is not great oh, boy, this is like going to be a tough, tough pill to swallow for the Hurricanes.
0: It is. And I'm sitting here, you know, playing with my evolving hockey right now, looking at Bernier. And Bernier's numbers analytically are very good. It even shrank last season for Detroit. So I, I don't think that they're really losing much. Now, people are looking at this trade and go, like, oh, you gave up a Calder finalist for a third-round pick and a veteran goalie that's a UFA, and that's why Carolina lost. And they, they might have in the long haul. But By Carolina's high. not looking – Carolina's not looking for the future. They I have a team right now that they think is capable of winning a cup, and Bernier, they believe, is going to help them. And I don't think that they might necessarily be wrong. And you don't know how good Nedeljkovic will be in the long haul like you just mentioned. So, Iserman, who is on the GM of a team that has the ability to wait and see if he pans out, made a move that works for him. And Carolina, who didn't want to pay a backup goaltender $3.5 million in their eyes, well, got a guy that they think they could sign for cheaper, and will do the same job. So I really yeah. don't think it's as big of a lopsided trade as people are making this to be.
1: Yeah, you and you could be right. And again, we won't know until they play. But you look at in the playoffs, it wasn't Mrazic that got the call. You know, it was Nedeljkovic, and they split. And you wonder if you really believe well, he them. was coming off an injury. But I feel like Mrazic always coming off an injury. He's had concussions. It's not like he's 100% healthy. And, you know, Bernier could step in and be great and they could do a tandem type thing. Again, we talk about all the time how important tandems are. And again, now you're going to a full schedule where players haven't played a full schedule in two seasons. How does that affect? I just think for a guy they, they developed in their minors, they've been waiting. He finally came to the league. He played solid. I just think for another... $2 Two million dollars. You might as like you might as well see how great. You, you don't think he can handle the role as a tandem, and you don't think he'll play better than Bernier did. I know Bernier was cheaper, but again, it's not guaranteed that Bernier stays.
0: No, he can. I, that's what I, I think. That on paper they lost it, but if Bernier but again stayed, on paper means nothing. Exactly. If Bernier does stay for a cheaper contract and plays well, then in Carolina's eyes, which they're looking at a smaller time frame than what Detroit is, it's a fair wash, right? I mean, you brought this up on our last show, the Yankees trade of Chapman. It's yeah. the same thing here, right? They're looking to sell a goalie that no, they might think will be good in the future for a goalie that's good right now that will be cheaper and help them win a cup now. And if they get a cup or and do well like that, they don't care how good Nedeljkovic turns out to be because they got what they wanted. And it, it's that type of lens that we're looking at in this scenario. But I, I'd rather do what Carolina did and make a trade than do what Seattle did and do absolutely nothing.
1: Oh, I completely agree. I just think, you know, we could say that Eisman won this trade. It could pay off that Carolina does. Obviously, Carolina is the better team. We'll see how Detroit turns things around. We expect eventually the young guys will step in and they'll start to be that Detroit team that we're used to that makes the playoffs every year and is a dominant force. Because under Eisman, I expect that to actually happen. We saw how he built Tampa. Again, different players, of course. But time will tell. Before we kick it over to... Um, our boy Gannon, great interview as always With him, a young guy, great kid Seems like he's really destined to be an NHL player Just the way he talks, his demeanor, his mentality he Seems like a guy that's ready to do it Again, young, 17 though Again, he makes us feel super old Shea Weber Might never play an NHL game again And for a guy that's had a career that he's had you know, He got so close this past year As the Canadiens lost to the Lightning He won back-to-back Cups So close, he was dealing with a thumb injury An ankle injury, a hip injury, pretty much everything He's not playing next season. He's not getting any Younger. If this is it, you know, we see players. Johnny Boychuk, who couldn't f- retire on his own terms from injury. But, I mean, Shea Weber is a first-ballot Hall of Famer to me. Just what he did for the for Nashville, captain captaining Nashville. And then he goes to Montreal and leads them through leadership. I mean, he's also been a great player on the ice. He really hasn't taken us too much of a step back. Heavy shot, one of the best shots in the NHL, probably ever, speed-wise. Um, it's so unfortunate to see this. Because, again, not playing for a year... That's a tough pill to swallow if you're Montreal. And now for his career to possibly be over, that sucks.
0: Yeah, you never want to see a career end to injury. But it makes you wonder what he was actually playing through. I know. It's like this, this wasn't even just anybody that said, yeah, his career is probably done. Like, Wasn't it Bergevin?
1: Yeah, Mark Bergevin said it.
0: So if he's saying it, I mean...
1: I mean, that's your general manager. There's no reason to lie. I mean, it's it sounds like it's bad. Like it's bad, and again, it's just when did he get hurt? Was he dealing with this the whole year? Because no, I don't think any of that happened on one. If all that happened on one play, that's just bad luck. There's no I mean, way. It's not based
0: on based on what we saw with Tampa. This could just be a long time. Yeah, a long term IR stint and a little stunt that they're pulling to get some cap space to sign somebody, and then he'll be back for the postseason. Yeah, imagine
1: that'd be funny. <laughs> the only way that Shea Weber has all those injuries is if his, if he blocked his own shot. And clearly he didn't do that.
0: Montreal is going to go, by the way, from making the Stanley Cup final to not making the playoffs next year.
1: Oh, probably. I mean. Who again, are they
0: better than in that division?
1: Off time I had.
0: Do you think uh, that they're better than Boston? No. Do you think that they're better nah, than.
1: Well, let's see about Boston right now. they out. We don't know about Tuka Rast. Their defense, they just lost Okay, fair.
0: Do you think that they're better than Tampa Bay? <laughs> Come on. Do you think that they're better than Florida? No. And do you think they're better than Toronto?
1: Oh, I no. would love to see Montreal beat it, but Toronto's a regular season team. Toronto's so, uh,
0: not going to lose them in the regular season.
1: No, you don't think they lose once?
0: To no, to Montreal, yes, but like uh, point wise, they're not going to lose. Oh yeah, because
1: to Toronto's a regular season team; they just have no idea what playoff hockey is.
0: And we're back to the regular three, three, and then two wild cards. There's a chance that only three can make it from there if the Metro is as good as we think it might be again. So I, uh, I just I really think that they're going to go from stanley cup final to no postseason
1: and the only change in regards to the divisions is that arizona moves to the central to make room for seattle in the west it's gonna be a, i mean it's gonna be exciting we have the draft coming up well yeah, what, today, the worst
0: year possible for arizona to move to the central
1: uh, is a mess andrew ladd's gonna freaking lead their team in points with two i mean it's just it's so funny did you hear about what happens they get one of the picks is only guaranteed to Arizona if Andrew Ladd doesn't play a game or like he plays only a few games. Lamarillo was like, if we're trading you, Ladd, we're giving you this pick, but you better you have to bury him and not play him at all. I mean, that's that's depressing. I don't think Lamarillo had to do that to him, do him dirty like that. Probably but not. It, no, but it's an exciting time for hockey. We'll see what happens with um, the draft. We'll see if Larocque's name gets called. That would be awesome to watch because again, we just we spoke to him and we'll play the interview in a second after this commercial break but guys thanks for tuning in and enjoy this interview with ganon Larock. Joining the back check now is Gannon Larocque, an NHL draft prospect who could be drafted this Friday in NHL draft. Gannon, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? We're doing good. Thank you for coming on. We really do appreciate it. Really cool experience for us to get insight into, you know, what it's like moving up the ranks, getting drafted. Hopefully that we said happened for you on Friday. So first off, for hockey fans that don't know much about you, your story, give us a little bit about who you are and your game.
2: Um, yeah, I kind of use uh, three pieces of my game. I'm a really physical player. Um, I like to use my shot to my advantage and use my hockey IQ. Uh, I'm just trying to find the open pass lanes and trying to keep everything simple. So,
1: yeah, I was watching your uh, I was watching your highlight videos that your agent sent over, and you know, I don't know, you know, the, the sheet compares you to some big time names. But um, if you could pick one player that you compare to, you you model your game after, who would that be?
2: Um, I, I don't like to choose just one. Um, obviously, I like to choose uh, just like I use three, for example. I use Jay Weber as a big one for me. I just think his physicality matches what I try and uh, balance in my game and just his big shot, obviously, on the power play and just 5-1-5. Five, five. And then uh, I use Roman Yossi as another one just because he wears the see on his chest. And I think leadership is really big on my part and – um, the way he's able to transition and uh, just due Doughty's another one for me is just his hockey sense and being able to make the smart simple plays well if you could pan
0: out like those three guys you're gonna have a pretty successful career those are some <laughs> solid names and and i definitely i i watched some of that tape as well and you could see the physicality the stick that you got on the back end so i can understand a couple of them too and you know, growing up in Edmonton, so this might be painful, you know, comparing yourself to Shane Weber because he was a Montreal Canadian, but were you a fan of the Oilers and, and what was hockey like as, as a youth in in Edmonton?
2: Yeah, I kind of just uh, grew up going to the Oilers games and uh, actually went to quite a few Edmonton Oil Kings games in the WHL. So awesome. um, obviously I went on draft in the WHL band draft, but I stuck with them and chose the WHL route. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Seeing that trade of Shea Weber to go to Montreal uh, didn't really affect me a whole lot. I know he's one of my favorite players to watch, and I'm not sure I try to model my game after. So, with
1: COVID nineteen, obviously it's been a crazy year for everyone. But for you, you know, you're going into a, into a draft year. What has it been like? The setbacks. How have you been able to mentally and physically stay ready?
2: Um. Yeah. Just kind of. Trying to stay uh, the course, uh, just trying to do as much as possible. Obviously, went into a shutdown here in Alberta and uh, just trying to do as much as possible in my basement and uh, just doing the extra reps and uh, lots of mentality things. Just I like to uh, watch lots of Kobe Bryant videos just to watch the mentality things. It's just a lot of things for me, using everything as motivation. So
1: Speaking of Kobe Bryant, obviously, I want to read you a quote because I think you're very familiar with it. I saw you come in and I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, that I'm willing to work harder than you. And so this is your favorite quote said by the late Kobe Bryant, and you just mentioned him. What has he meant to you in your your career watching him and the way he goes about his things when he was playing?
2: I think it's just his mentality is so huge and obviously like he uses everything and like he just sees people and he's like i i want to be better than you and that's kind of how i operate obviously like i'm kind of a dark horse in this draft and uh, i'm just going to come out firing and show what what i'm capable
0: of so you mentioned that you went undrafted has that mentality kind of been something that you've stood by that whole time and has allowed you to persevere and continue to grow your game
2: yeah definitely it was uh definitely uh heartbreaking to say the least and uh i just took it as motivation i saw it as an, another opportunity and uh, time to grow and uh just learn from it
0: so you definitely grew right because now you led the victoria royals and points you were the defenseman of the year for them uh so kind of like you mentioned you're a dark horse but now you've you've grown into somebody that is being looked at by these scouts so what clicked for you this season and what has that experience been like finally seeing your
2: name start to rise up some draft boards Um, It's really exciting to see that, uh, like, everything's kind of being seen by me, obviously, and um, definitely it was hard being in the bubble in uh, Kelowna there, uh, but it was really fun, and uh, I just kind of tried to make an impact on the game, and, uh, yeah, I just tried to use everything and uh, just play simple, and, um, yeah, just started making the simple plays and played my game and didn't try to complicate things.
1: Is it hard, you know, again, going into a draft year to uh, quiet the noise behind you? Obviously, there's talks, about, again, like you said, you're a dark horse. But do you, is it easy enough to just say, you know what, let me not pay attention to the outside noise, or does it affect you?
2: No, I don't let it to affect me. Uh, I'm just kind of, I just try to stay the course, like I said before, and uh, just focus on getting better every day, and um, yeah, just try and learn every day as well
1: yeah so we heard that you have a super fan named nathan who has dwarfism can you tell us a little bit about that relationship and how it came to be because it seems like a really cool experience that you and nathan have gone through as friends now
2: yeah he's uh he was diagnosed with dwarfism and uh from a child and i kind of met him through my my auntie that uh, lives up in st albert here in alberta and um yeah it's just it's so it's so cool to see like what he has to go through and uh obviously he thinks i'm a big hockey player and it's a big inspiration to see me but obviously it's the opposite and uh i learned from him just like how he takes care of himself and how happy he is just even knowing that he has that disability it's just it's amazing to see and um, i don't want to change anything i love that friendship so
1: yeah i mean that's awesome
0: yeah it definitely is and you're right. You hear about that a lot, a lot more than people realize when players have relationships like that with some type of fan who might not have the same you know, benefits health wise that the athlete has. But you learn from them because of how free spirited they are and how happy they are regardless of their situation. So I could definitely get that. And growing up in Canada now and that's where you met him. If you do wind up getting drafted and coming over to the States, are you going to take him with you when you get finally get called up to the
2: show and, and have your first game? Yeah, if I, uh, that's one of the goals, obviously, is to obviously play in the NHL, and, um, if it's, if I'm fortunate enough to play there, I definitely want him there, just because he's actually turned out to be really important in my life now, so.
1: I mean, that, that's amazing, so, you're 17, correct? Yeah. Alright, you make us feel so old, because we're, <laughs> we're 23, sitting behind a mic, talking, uh, hopefully, potential future NHL, which, again, don't forget about us, in a couple of years, if you are playing in the NHL, well, we really appreciate it, but, uh, yeah, so obviously there's tons of teams. You would be satisfied going to any NHL club in this year's draft, but obviously we're, we're a New York market of a team. we got the Rangers, Islanders, close to us. You got any choice between you if you had to pick? And if not, maybe the Sabres? I know it's probably a no from that. But <laughs> Islanders, Rangers, if you had to choose right now, who would it be?
2: Uh, honestly, I couldn't just pick one team. Um, honestly, I, I'm i happy with whoever chooses me because I know that's what's gonna be best for me obviously if they're gonna choose me so yeah
0: is this draft like uh, for people that aren't familiar with it
2: are they having
0: an in-person aspect is it still remote what what's that scenario gonna be like for the people that are prospects and and getting called uh, on draft day um from
2: like what I know it's gonna be mostly remote
0: do you think that's going to take away from any of the experience at all for you? Are you still going to have, like, family and friends over and enjoy the
2: moment? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to have a little, bit, little gathering just, like, with my close family and relatives. But I don't think it will take away from the moment. Obviously, it's a little bit of a change. But um, as long as I'm with my family, I'll, I'll be really happy.
1: So in the highlight video, as it's called the highlight video, we saw your strengths, your you know, your stick control, your gap control, your physicality, your 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 quick you have a great IQ, you could tell from the video. But what is something or a few things that you wanna improve upon that way when you do get drafted, things you really have to work on to get take your game take your game to the next level?
2: Um, I just think just little things like uh, my quickness in the corners, I think is gonna be huge at the next level just because Obviously, there's people like Connor McDavid and stuff like that that are so quick. um, Obviously, I want to be an impactful player in the NHL, so I have to be a little bit quicker and uh, just focusing on little positional plays just in the D zone and um, just trying to focus on little things like that.
0: So So you mentioned the uh, power play is one of your strengths. You said big shot from the point. Uh, Do you see yourself or envision yourself, especially as you start to grow your game, as a power play quarterback, and do you also play on the flip side and uh penalty kill
2: uh yeah i like to play both um i like quarterbacking obviously that's uh i, I was doing that on our power play too in victoria this year so uh obviously still learning a lot uh, just being in, it's my first year in the league and um yeah that's one of my goals is to, to continue to work on that and on the penalty kill side i love penalty killing and trying to get in lanes and block shots so um i like just playing in all roles in key situations especially at the end of games as well as we're trying to close out a game so i like to do everything
1: so let me take you back a little bit when you were growing up when did you realize or your family realize, wow you know gannon's got the potential to potentially again you're playing the whl which is a success in itself but now to the next level when did you realize if i commit to hockey full-time i could really go far with this
2: I think it was probably actually after that Bannon draft, when I went undrafted, I think uh, I, I kind of took it, I took it personally, and I was like, yeah, like, hey, like, if I want to do this, like, I need to put the work in, um, i used it as motivation, and we're here now, and uh, obviously hoping for the best this weekend, so.
0: Yeah, definitely, and Stefan touched on it a little bit earlier when he asked you about New York, but... Uh, your agent told us, right, he said that New York's a, a couple of markets that are looking at you, and obviously there's others as well. But what's the allure of potentially, you know, coming from Canada to the U.S. and going to one of these big markets? Because when players come to New York, we see it in multiple sports where they either take off or the media gets to them. And <laughs> the media, a, is a, it's a pain here, right? Uh, there's no other way to put it. Are, are you, based on the mentality aspect that you've taken to this game, you think you'd be able to handle that and you would enjoy this market? i think i would enjoy any
2: team that i went to i think uh obviously you guys are making it sound like a little bit of more of a challenge but i'm totally okay with that i i love challenges and uh yeah i'd be happy to go wherever whoever picks me
1: he's a smart guy you know he can't say a team he knows he's smart he's He's got the dump and
0: chase answers going (laughs)
1: have you been practicing your signature yet at all I know uh, back in the day, Keith Kincaid was getting ready to play for the uh, Devils. I think he had just gotten drafted. He was one of my goalie coaches. And remember, he was signing things, and he's like, yeah, they taught me how to do my signature. Are you up to that point yet?
2: Um, I kind of have a little bit of a signature. Obviously, I'm not handing them out yet. But, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah. That's awesome. I practiced my signature
0: too, as a kid, but the only thing I'm signing is like permission slips to go places. So not much going on here. Uh, so just kind of take me through a little bit of, you know, the WHL for people, obviously that are listening to this show. They're not too familiar with the league. So just the level of competition. And regardless of if you're drafted, where you're drafted, are you going to be returning to Victoria next season?
2: Um, yeah, I will be returning to Victoria next year in in the WHL. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really good league. I think it's the top league in, in Western Canada here. And obviously, there's five United States teams down in, in, the, in the Western States. So, um, yeah, it's, just, it's a really competitive league. I love the league. And, uh, yeah, I get pushed every day by my teammates as well. I we have a great core there in Victoria. So, I'm really looking forward to next year.
1: So, speaking about not your game, but obviously, you watched the NHL, I'm assuming. What do you think about uh, the expansion draft yesterday?
2: Um. Yeah. There's. Uh. It was fun to watch. Actually. Uh, it was. Uh. Really interesting to see. And. Uh, yeah. i will see how they do next year. I'm really looking forward to. I. Lo- I always love watching. Like I loved watching Vegas. See and uh, see how they did. And obviously they did really well. So really looking forward to watching Seattle as well. And you're not.
0: Uh. You're not too far away from Seattle, right? You're on the
2: western side of Canada there. Or yeah. Or you a little bit farther. No, I'm like probably an hour and a half flight to Seattle-ish kind of thing, so.
1: Yeah, hopefully you'll be taking plane rides real soon. That'd be great. You don't have to get the <laughs> gas going, but you're probably nothing new to long road trips and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so going back to Seattle, I'm assuming you watched it on Sportsnet yesterday, not ESPN, correct? Yeah, 100%. I- I'm assuming you've seen how it went on ESPN. Did you see it at all? I, I didn't
2: actually see it on, uh, like I didn't see it on any social media platforms, so
1: that's good that's good for you because oh boy that was a
2: it was a tough yeah. watch <laughs> but
0: so the one question i want to ask is if you're 17 right you play some shell?
2: i don't play any video really games. Wow.
0: no video games that's at cold. all because i was gonna say you know what would you give yourself as a rating because i feel like that's one of the coolest parts for some people getting drafted you get to play as yourself in a video game
2: yeah honestly i don't i actually haven't turned my xbox on like quite a long time so i just try. I'm really focusing on hockey. Obviously, that's my number one priority, so...
1: That's commitment.
2: And that's
0: why he's him. getting drafted, and we're sitting
2: here hosting a show.
0: Yeah, I've
1: probably played show about two, three hours today, so that's that's kind of crazy. Really, no video games at all? Nothing?
2: No, like, oh, maybe the odd app on my phone, but, um, so, yeah, I'm trying to stay the course. In,
1: in your free time, do you like long walks on the beach? Like, what are you, what are you <laughs> up
2: to? Um, no, I'm a big golfer, obviously, uh, here, and then... Uh, yeah, just try and hang out with my buddies and I'm a big gym rat and I love working out. So
0: So yeah. what's your handicap?
2: Uh I wanna say it's around ten to twelve. That's pretty good
0: actually. See, I'm I'm still getting to the point where I'm screaming for a lot and uh <laughs> people are ducking and covering when I'm when I'm driving, chipping, even putting sometimes. So Uh, we're getting there i'm not nowhere near a 10 or 12 handicap but that's awesome what's your favorite like off ice workout i know that sometimes like younger hockey players there's a couple that listen to this they'll be doing some stuff and they just think it's torture but you said you're a gym rat so what's one thing that you like to do uh, off ice that, that keeps you going
2: um i like every part like i like every day at my gym but uh obviously i said that something i need to improve on is uh my quickness and uh there's two times a week in my gym where we really focus and get hard down on the speed days of lateral and linear days. So I try and really uh, balance those in. And uh, yeah, I like every day. Are, are they still your,
0: doing the sled workouts?
2: Oh, um, yeah. Yep. Sled? Sled? Yep. Yeah. Oh, God. I hated those.
1: <laughs> leg day. Uh, you have to do leg day, though. No one wants to do it, but you have to do it. Um, going back to your team, are there any kids on your team right now that are also going to be in this draft?
2: Um, I am not a hundred percent sure. We do have um, a few threes, but um, I don't. I haven't uh, talked to them about the NHL, job. I just, I just personally, I don't really like to talk about it. It's just something I try and keep to myself. So I don't want to kind of bother anybody else.
1: Gotcha. Uh, that makes sense. I, I mean, I probably want to talk about it a lot, but then again, I'm not in your shoes. I haven't put the hard work in. You just want to see what happens.
0: I feel like it's different. He talked about this whole time about his mentality. You don't want to come off like you're bragging, right? So uh, good teammates don't talk about it. I like that. So if you next season, right, obviously this season was a little bit different for you and you're sticking in Victoria. So you're getting a little more comfortable there. Uh, what What are the goals for yourself in terms of not even just point production, but play style? Are you looking to become even more of a leader than you were this season? And, and are you looking to grow that offensive game as well?
2: Yeah, you kind of just uh, <laughs> told me my own goals Yeah, Way to there. go, Brandon. Yeah, um, yeah just obviously uh, still to build off of my game and uh, continue to play in the roles that I had and um, obviously playing bigger minutes. Obviously, I was playing a lot, but I, just, I think I'm capable of it. And uh, yeah, the point production, I think I want to become a solid two-way defenseman as well. And uh, yeah, just kind of focusing on those things.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I watched, again, I watched your highlight video, and you reminded me a little bit of Ryan Pulak. Now, I'm not sure how much you do watch the Islanders hockey. Obviously, that's a defensive system. What kind of system do you guys play in Victoria? Is it more defensive style, or is there a different type of play?
2: Um. Yeah, I'd say it's kind of in the middle. Uh, I I like to think that we play kind of, I guess, in, in the middle. Yeah, like a, we have a really good offensive side of things, and um, I think, like, Coaches, coaching staff, and every, everybody is committed to in the D zone. So, I think we're all around going to be a good team and fun to watch the next few years.
1: Yeah, I mean, I watched your highlight video. Everything you either blocked a shot, cut everyone off from going to the middle. I mean, it was again, highlight video it was your per, you know, it was perfect to watch. Big hits is that you know we've played hockey. I'm a goalie. So I don't, unless if I'm hitting someone, there's probably a serious problem. Uh, but Brendan was a defenseman as well. And he used to talk about how, you know, before the game, you check the boards, you get mentally psyched. Do you do anything before the games to get yourself met? Again, you're clearly mentally strong, mentally tough, but anything you do pre-game stuff to get you mentally prepared to level someone or get ready.
2: Uh, yeah, actually speaking of uh, mentality, I visualize before every game. this kind of a little, uh, routine that I've gone into. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of try and find a quiet quiet area and uh, just mentally prepare and uh, yeah, just kind of think little things like that. Are you a music
1: guy? You listen to anything before the game or silence?
2: Uh, I just listen to the uh, team music that I, that I have there and uh, I just go from there, yeah.
1: So if you could control... Oh, excuse me, Brendan, one more music question. If you can control the awks and play one song to get your team hyped up, I'm putting you on the spot, I know. What's that song?
2: Oh, I don't really have a favorite song, I just... I just go on Apple Music and hit my station and I just play whatever goes on and uh, I like it, I like it, if I don't, I don't.
1: So. Uh-huh. Unlimited skips, so that's good.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank God for that. And don't don't compare my uh, pregame ritual to what he's doing because I think his is working a little bit better for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, uh, not somebody you want to really mimic, I was a little bit of a psychopath back in my uh, playing days, so... But it's awesome to hear that rise. And I really hope to see your name get uh, called on draft day because that would be really cool. Be like, hey, Ghana was just on the show. Uh, We'll definitely share that. Uh, Are you kind of, you know, does it matter to you where you get drafted or does it matter where you go? Or are you just really just trying to relish the opportunity?
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to take advantage of the opportunity. Obviously, if a team picks me where they pick me, they they think that I am capable of – like, what they see in me. So, um, obviously, the higher I think I'm capable of, but um, if the team sees me wherever they see me, I'm happy to go wherever. Now, I know
0: you said you didn't watch the expansion draft yesterday, but Mark Giordano got introduced as a member of the Kraken and they were asking him a couple of questions, and he said, oh, this is the first time I've ever been drafted, so thank you, Ron Francis. So when you see like <laughs> players like that in the NHL right, that have had success even though they weren't drafted, does that give you a little bit of, of a sense of comfort saying, if for some reason my name isn't called on draft day, there's still a route
2: for me to get into that league? A hundred percent, yeah. Like, it's, it's not the end of the world, obviously. Um, yeah, just kind of talking about my mentality again and just using – Everything is motivation, and uh, obviously seeing where Giordano is uh, went undrafted. I know there's a kind of a plan B in place, and but uh, obviously, I i want to get drafted, obviously, but I know there's kind of a different way. So. Yep, definitely. Well,
0: Gannon, thank you very much for joining us. We really do appreciate you coming on. And like I said before, Stefan and I both hope to hear your name called on draft day, and we'll be rooting for you. Perfect. Thanks for having me on, guys.
2: The Back Check is your one-stop shop for NHL news and all things Rangers and Islanders. Thanks for sticking with us for this edition of The Back Check. Follow the show on social media at Back Check Pod.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
1: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, uh-huh, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the
0: car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar,